Equality of educational opportunity has long been a stated goal of education in this province. The polka dot door, the polka dot door, let's peep through the polka dot door. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome once again to Saturday Night at the Movies. My name is Elwi Yost. Today's special, shout it loud and clear, today's special. If you've ever watched daytime TV, you know the selection can be, well, pretty slim. But in 1997, TVO set out to change that with a show called More to Life. Hosted first by Maureen Taylor and then later by Mary Ito, the show aimed to offer viewers a daytime alternative to soap operas and the typical daytime talk shows. There was a phone-in component allowing listeners to have at the experts of the day. We're going to hear from some viewers now with their questions. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Maria in Toronto. She's got a question. Hi, Maria. Hi. Uh, Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, okay. I have a question actually for your guest, which is what makes one yawn? Ah, that's, that's actually one. one of the questions in our book is why is yawning contagious? On this episode of TVO at 50, Maureen and Mary join us to look back on a show that merely set out to change daytime TV. Hello, you too. Hi. Hello, Steve, Maureen. <laughs> well, let's tell the story of both your time at TVO and this program that you hosted. Maureen, let's start with you, because I guess you, were you the original host of Mortal Life? I think I was. Yeah, I think I was. So if I remember correctly, I had been at CBC, as I think we all had at one point in our life, and I'd been there for quite a long time, my whole career. And I was on radio and I got this call uh, from Sherry Lohr over at TV Ontario. I didn't know her, but I'd been recommended to her as somebody who might be interested in going back to television, which I'd done previously at CBC. And it was sort of going to be this lifestyle show, but phone in with, um, you know, some live segments and some tape segments and she didn't mention it was going to be done in a broom closet basically <laughs> you mean not a glorious nbc style studio is what you mean it was like pretty eye-opening eh, Mary, when you saw that studio for the first time oh you're, my goodness you're so right maureen you're gonna do tv out of here there's gonna be no teleprompter there would be makeup and lighting uh some lighting so that was that made me feel good and it was going to be live every day at noon. And I was already doing a lot phone-in radio at CBC. So that part felt okay. But I wondered how exciting it would be to watch someone take phone calls on the air with an expert. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Low-cost television. And, yeah, I really liked the team over at TVO. And I was definitely ready for a change. So I hopped over. And how many years did you host for? Geez, Mary, when did you start? <laughs> I, oh boy, I think I started in 2001. So, yeah. Yeah. And as you know, Steve, there was another weekly show called Your Health that I was doing at the same time. So I did more to life for a couple of years and then they brought Mary over because I wanted to concentrate more just on the, on the health stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I did it. I did it for a couple of years. And Mary, how many years did you host for? I think I was there for five. I think it was about five years. And and strangely, yeah, so Maureen wanted to concentrate more on health. I was coming from health. Right. So I was a health reporter at Global and right. loving it. 
But then when this opportunity came up, because it seemed like quite an eclectic lineup, you know, everything from entertainment to a little bit of politics, lifestyle, uh, you know, the full gamut, I thought, yeah, sounds great. And I always love TV Ontario. I love the programming there. So, you know, I found that too, before I worked there, I actually watched a lot of the stuff they had, which gave me the, you know, the, a, a good feeling about wanting to work there. And you, you felt the same way, Mary? Yeah, absolutely. The only thing is, of course, it was, am I smart enough to go there? Oh my gosh, you did not think that. <laughs> it's all smart programming. Because <laughs> I had young children at the time. And so when they heard that I was going to TVO, I mean, that just, it, it, they were over the moon. Finally, I was getting out of this stupid thing called news and going over to something that they could really relate to. And so I would bring them into the office. Steve, you probably met them a couple of times. And, uh, you know, for the chance to meet the TVO kids and stuff, it was great. Yeah, we were nothing. My, my kids to this day don't care about anything I do on TV, but, you know, an opportunity to meet some of the other people there. Absolutely. They were all over that. Yeah. Uh, Mary, tell me this. What were the kinds of either stories or topics or guests that really were in your wheelhouse that you really loved to do? You know, what I loved, and, and Maureen's absolutely right, I loved the team that we work with. And you know, we would go into story meetings, Maureen, I don't know if you had this experience. We would laugh so hard about some of the topics we'd come up with. And then some of them actually came to fruition. So, you know, I remember we did kind of wacky things too. We did this one panel where we invited three professors. I think they were all history professors. And we asked them to debate who was the most evil dictator ever. <laughs> no, we did stuff like that, right? And then I, we might have even had, oh, we did. That's right. There was the phoning component. And I think people even called in and they supported, you know, Stalin over Hitler, over Mao, you know. <laughs> and then we sort of like ended up with, okay, who's going to be the winner based on what, like how many murders or what was their legacy? And I think Stalin actually came up the winner. Hmm. Winner in that one. Studio upgrade to have three guests in at the same time because definitely in my day we couldn't fit three people in the broom closet. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. We did upgrade. Actually, Maureen, I remember that studio because I think I did work in it for a while. And on, on TV, like when you're watching it, it doesn't look that small. And then you go in and you can you can't believe it. You yeah. can't believe that it's this small. Yeah. Maureen, what was the stuff that was in your wheelhouse? The shows you really like to do. So. I was talking, I'm still really good friends with uh, the producer of More to Life that Mary and I both worked with, Kathy Perry. So I, I was socially distanced, talking, distancing, talking to her. Is that the way a verb? Um, and uh, I, I said, you know, let's remember some of the things. So I have to tell you this story. I don't know who the audience of this podcast is. I hope it's appropriate. But Mary, you probably had her too. We had Sue Johansson on from time to time. Take phone calls about sex. What do you want to know about sex? What do you want to ask Sue Johansson about sex? And Steve, you probably know her. She's very outspoken. Absolutely. She had her own show for many, many years. She had her own show. So I remember an older man phoning in and he said to her, he was he was disappointed because he'd been married to his wife for many years. They had a great loving relationship, but in the last few years for health reasons and otherwise, he said, I am unable to function in that way with my wife. And she just cut him off. And she said, sir, do you have 10 fingers and a tongue? And the camera cut to me and my eyes were bugging out of my head. And I was trying not to look at her 
<laughs> with alarm. And you know what? Uh, they quickly cut back to her because he said, he laughed and he said, well, yes. And she went on to describe the things that he could do with his wife instead of just sexual intercourse. And so that for me was kind of, that's what more to life was. We, we were able to talk. About <laughs> you, notice, you notice how Maureen talks about it so clinically and matter. This is what happens when you become a physician's assistant. You see, this is what happens. <laughs> nice uniform, incidentally, Maureen, I got to say, looking good, looking real good in your blue scrubs there or whatever. How did you keep a poker face during the course of that interview? I'm not sure I'd call it poker, but I didn't laugh. I might have looked a little surprised. And then um, I think I even asked her, I found some way to ask her some follow-up questions so that this, I wanted the gentleman to know that it was a totally appropriate thing to ask. It's just that I never heard a response like hers quite before, right? Um, so, so it was fun doing stuff like that. It was fun with the surprises. Um, oh, yeah. And I love it. It was a noon audience, but it was amazing, eh, Mary? How many people yeah. at that type of day? And of course, we had the standard favorites, the gardening uh, with John Reeves was, was the guy we had gardening. Dan Stuckey, who would do birding. Uh, people want to identify different birds that they had seen. All of that stuff was appliance repair. I still use. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a watcher, appliance repair. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I remember one show that was a watcher. And Mary, you were hosting at the time. And I'm sure when you went into work that day, you had no idea that you would be doing live coverage of two planes going into the World Trade Center, knocking them down. And and having to be obviously rolling with everything that happened that day. Hello, my name's Mary Ito and welcome to More to Life. Well, as you've probably heard by now, the United States has been facing a terrorist attack in New York, Washington, and it seems Somerset County near Pittsburgh. What do you, what do you remember from 9-11? Oh, I'll, I'll never forget that. Do you know, I think that show just happened. It was a week or two weeks after I started. Yeah. It was after my very first day. And uh, one of the planes had crashed before I came in. And I, when I come in, I usually turn the TV on. And when I turned it on, I saw the, the building smoldering and a plane had already gone in. And at first, you know, you can't quite believe it, right? You're like, what, 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 what just happened? And then I actually witnessed the second one going in and it was just, I mean, I remember the producer, all my Chase producers, everybody, we, you know, we all came in, we're like, oh my goodness, how do we make sense of this? We've got to do a live show. We're going to be on in a couple of hours. And I remember sitting, doing the show, and it was not even fully formed at that point, being handed notes, people talking in my ear saying, oh no, I forget that. Now we're going to go to this person. Uh, okay, now read this. And I'd be handed something to read and update. It just, it totally went by in a blur. And it just, it seemed really surreal. Hmm. The whole, and in fact, not just that day. I mean, for months afterwards. And Indeed. Mary, you were hitting the air. I mean, it was in the era of 24-hour news stations, but not everybody had cable, right? And so TVO would have been your show, More to Life that day, would have been one of the first, you know, live presentations for, for that audience of, of what was going on down in New York. So it was, you were, it was important that you, you were there for sure. Well, I was there. There, I mean, there was no no two ways about it. But yeah, I'll never forget that, Steve. Hmm. Yeah. 
that that was a standout standout moment for me for sure. One of the uh, the joys and the the honor, frankly, of hosting a, a television program is that you really. You know, if you're lucky, you make a great connection with your audience and they write you and they call you and they, you know, I guess back in the day they fax you. Now they email you and they tweet at you and send you Facebook messages and all that. And you know who they are and you know what they like and you know what they don't like. So let's get into some of that. Maureen, what were the shows that, um, you know, what were the shows that people either really loved or really gave you a hard time over? Something like that. You know, um, I, I know that, like I said, people love the standard favorites. We had this other one that people really liked and phoned in in by the hundreds, uh, couldn't get them all on the air. And it was, what, what are your weird food combinations? You know, so for people who make a, um, you know, maybe a cheese sandwich and they, they put, I don't know, jam on it, or there are even more disgusting things. There are lots of things that involved Oreo cookies, I know. Um, so we would we did that not once. We would do it every few months, believe it or not, because of because of the people phoning in. When you talk about what they don't like, Steve, I'm afraid that the things that stand out for me, and maybe they do for you and Mary too, or it's more when people wrote in or emailed or even phoned in sometimes to say how much they hated what you were wearing. No, you know what? That's a, that's definitely, and it's not fair, but that's definitely a female thing. I rarely get comments about what I'm wearing or what the hair looks like. Yeah. Because your hair looks great all the time. No, that's not why it's because it's because I'm a guy and there's a double standard. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like that old, that uh, you heard about that man who wore the same suit. Nobody said anything. mm -hmm. Nobody commented on it. He wore it for like a year, I think. Yeah. Just as a just as a test to see. Yeah, because no one cares. His, yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, his female colleagues would get hassled all the time. For sure. There was always discussion about my hair because it does, it's so crappy today. But it, my hair is naturally really, really curly. And there was a couple of years on More to Life where they said, "Why don't you go with the curls? Just let it go natural and stop straightening it." So I did. But then there'd be a lot of discussion. Are the curls too tight? Should you get it? <laughs> Should you have bangs? Um, and it's like, damn it. Can anybody <laughs> listen to some of the interviews I'm doing? How, how are those, for example? You know, it is funny, though. You mentioned, I mean, food. That's just such a common everyday thing. But people love that. Yeah, they loved our food phone-ins. I also remember we did a panel where it was sort of a trivia type thing. And we'd ask questions to our panel. And it would be a real eclectic panel. And we'd have people phone in and they would try to guess the answer too. And one time we had on this psychiatrist and I asked him a question and he couldn't answer it. And then we went to the caller and the caller was his sister. And she just berated him on the air for not being able to answer that question. You know, it's a small, smallish province and you're bringing people together when the brother and sister can get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, I don't remember which one of you was off on a particular day. I don't know if you were sick or you were on assignment somewhere or what, but, but one time I had to fill in for one of you and this, they decided that they wanted to put together a show that they thought I would be able to handle. And so the, the show was about craft beer and they had some beer expert come on and he poured me, I'm not kidding you, he must have poured me eight to 10 different samples of all the different things he had on. And by the end of the show, without a word of a lie, I'm pretty sure I was hammered and they never asked me to host again. 
I, you, one of the lovely things about that show was we would have wine and beer um, phone-ins once in a while, and the experts would bring with them something to taste. And I don't know, didn't you have to go do Studio Two later that night? Yes, I did. But fortunately, that would have been seven hours later because you were live at noon and Studio Two was live at eight. So I had a little time to dry out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you know what? I don't know about you, Maureen, but so many weird things happen off the air. You know, people never realize the stuff that goes on off the air. Uh, One time, uh, you know, the mall that TVO is connected to, you run over. Yeah, Canada Square. Oh, on the other side, on the other oh, side. young Eglinton oh, center. Yeah. Yes. I'd often, I'd run over there, go to the drugstore. Anyway, I did it one day, but I fell down the stairs as I was coming back oh, because boy. you know, it's connected to the subway and there were about a dozen steps. Anyway, it was slippery. And I'm, of course I'm already in my nice outfit to go on air. I slipped at the top and I fell all the way down the stairs and of course landed with my skirt way up above my head. <laughs> A lot of people come around. They're like, oh, my goodness, are you okay? okay?" I brush myself off. I've scraped my knee. My jacket is totally soiled. I've ripped something, and I'm limping. So I hobble my way back to the studio. And, of course, all the women get into action. They take my jacket. They're cleaning it. They're, like, steaming it. Someone buys me a new pair of nylons. And I literally made it into the studio about a minute before we went to air. And I find the guest sitting in the host chair and I'm like what's going on and he's like oh I didn't think you were going to make it so I thought maybe I might just take over (laughs) (laughs) well you know what your show and the show I used to host studio two had one thing in well more than one thing in common but certainly one thing in common which was we both got canceled on the same day and that was June 30th 2006 uh I guess, Mary, were you hosting at that time? Yes, I was. How did you take the news? How did you get the news? And then how did you take the news? I was, I mean, I was sad. I I was so sad. I mean, it was a, it was a great show. Uh, The team, especially the team, you know, you build such wonderful relationships with it. And I think I worked probably with almost everyone Maureen did too. I think we had this pretty much the same team, right, Maureen? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, there's just a sense of loss right? It's such a huge sense of loss. But, you know, thankfully, I mean, I have kept in touch with all the women, you know, that just shows you, right, the ties that we formed, and they've all done well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they've all done well. Were all the producers on the show women? Not for me. I had, I had one male, and then sometimes we'd have some interns who were who were young men, but mostly it was a, a women's show. I felt bad for the one guy, all that. <laughs> that <around>. token guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mostly women. We did have men come and go and you're right, male interns, but yeah, it was pretty much women for me hmm. on the show. Well, let's let's uh, bring the story full, full fast forward to where we are now. Maureen, uh, people can't see this, but uh, we can. You are wearing medical scrubs now, so you have uh, your career has taken a very interesting and different path. What are you doing now? Yeah, so now I'm a physician assistant, uh, which we've had in Canada. I went to McMaster. I was part of the inaugural class of PAs graduating in 2010. And now I work at Michael Guerin Hospital in the east end of Toronto. And I actually am in the specialty of infectious diseases, like my late husband. Um, And so right now it's COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, And, you know, I don't know, I actually think that 
TVO is the reason I'm in this position. So if you'll indulge me for a minute to, to give you the story. Um, one of the people that both Mary and I would have on from time to time on More to Life was the microbiologist from Mount Sinai Hospital, Dr. Donald Lowe. And uh, he would come on and yap about flu vaccine or antimicrobial resistance. According to him, I was off, looked, seemed often bored during those particular <laughs> programs. Um, but he thought I was kind of cute. So he went home and he Googled me and TVO, blah, 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 married two kids, you know, end of story. Years later, after I'd left TVO and went back to CBC as the health reporter, of course, SARS hit about three months after I got there. And so it was Don Lowe all the time, right? It was almost like Stockholm syndrome. And so yada, 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 divorce, year later, Don and I get together and we eventually got married. Um, and he died. Um, at, at, he was the one who encouraged me to go into the PA program. And uh, he died, unfortunately, about uh, three years after my graduation. So he never knew that I eventually ended up in infectious diseases. But here I am in the same line of work that he used to do. And I, we actually, it all was sparked by that More to Life interview where he said I was bored. Um, so, yeah, that's where <laughs> oh, I am. What a beautiful story, that, Maureen. That is a beautiful story. And, uh, of course, you know, everybody who covered SARS knew Donald Lowe. And, of course, you probably knew the nickname we had for you. But I, I don't know if we had it behind your back or to your face, but you know what we called you after you married him? Molo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen Taylor became Mo Lowe. That's exactly right. My name. Yeah. Well, he, he was a uh, he was a truly great man who made a fantastic contribution. And I know he knows what you're up to right now and must be bursting with pride at your achievements. So well done, Mo Lowe. Thank you. And I think we all miss him right now. We could really have used him yeah. during this pandemic. So true. So true. Okay, Mary. So after more to life and, and up to present day, what are you up to now? Uh, well, I, I went to CBC and I'm still at CBC. I started off first at CBC television and uh, hosting a, a lifestyle show, which was a lot of fun. And then I moved into radio uh, I hosted a weekend regional show. It's heard throughout the province. Uh, that was for seven years. It's called Fresh Air. It's funny because it's a morning show. So I got to wake up at 3.30. And I remember when I signed on, I said to my boss, how long do you expect me to do this? Because <laughs> I was already worried about getting up that early because I'm not a morning person. And she said, well, you know, Mary, but it would be good if you stayed in it for at least two years. Seven years later, I, I loved it. I, I really loved doing that show, um, but then decided to leave at that point because uh, there was a number of healthcare issues in my family. And now I'm still there, but working part-time. And I just, I fill in hosting and producing on different shows and I'm really enjoying it. You got COVID-19 and you got it bad. And we are so thrilled that you came out the other side of that. Uh, you look fantastic. You sound fantastic now, but I, rem you know, I heard the stories from the time and you went through it, didn't you? Yeah, no, thanks so much, Steve. And you know, it's, it's ironic. Um, I don't know if you know how Maureen and I reconnected, but after I was uh, recovering, <laughs> I, I got a, a call and somebody named Maureen was wondering if I'd be interested in participating in a study. Okay. So I phone her back, we're chatting and I'm thinking, Maureen, wow, 
this is Maureen Taylor who's calling me. She doesn't realize it's me. And I must let everybody know she wasn't using the last name Ito because of course I would have known it was Mary Ito. But yeah, we um, we were signing people up who'd recovered from COVID to see whether they develop antibodies to the virus. And Mary happened to be just one of the names I was given to phone. So that was pretty... Yeah, I'm like, Maureen, it's me, Mary Nino. And she's like, oh my gosh, Mary Nino. <laughs> of course, I knew what she'd been through with her parents and expressed my sympathies. And I mean, I shivered when I heard your whole story on, on CBC Radio, Mary. And uh, yeah, um, hats off to you for what you, you've been through. And thank you again for, for being part of that research study because it's so important. Oh no, it's, uh, no I'm honored to be part of it. And Maureen, uh, Steve, I don't know if you know, but Maureen is in charge. She's managing the COVID unit at Michael Guerin Hospital. So huge hats off, Maureen, to you and all the frontline workers going in every day, every day to do this work. It's well, incredible. if I can say I'm impressed as hell with both of you. So we'll leave it there. Okay. <laughs> That's Maureen Taylor and Mary Ito, both of whom hosted More to Life back in the day. So good to talk to you two again. All good wishes going forward. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks, Maureen. Thanks, Maureen. Bye-bye. And that's it for us. This episode of TVO at 50 was produced by Katie O'Connor and Matthew O'Mara. Editing by Donnie Swanson. Research help from Kate Petch, Carol Elder, and Elizabeth Carroll. Our production support coordinators are Jonathan Hallowell and Nikki Ashworth. We want you to share your TVO memories. What does TVO mean to you? Record yourself and email the audio to us using the address... TVO at 50 at TVO.org. That's TVO, A-T, and the numbers 50 at TVO.org. And we'll play these on future episodes. Next time on the podcast. There was a, an authenticity to the show. There was no, you know, you had questions you didn't tell us before. Um, there was no script. Um, there was a lot of, there were dynamics that went on there. Um, amongst the three of us. And I think what made that show um, so liked by viewers was they felt that they were in the living room with us mm-hmm. uh, at participating in the conversation. I'm Steve Pakin. Bye-bye. <laughs>